This podcast is not meant to be informative or educational and has the potential to be completely irrelevant. This is Property Jam. Welcome to this week's episode of Property Jam, where we talk about everything on the human side of property. And we don't, we do have a lot of guests on here occasionally, but this week you've got us three lovely human beings again. Uh, yay! What more do you want from a Property Jam podcast than the three amazing hosts, right? Exactly. Or two amazing hosts and Matt. Yeah, sorry. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> Just because I'm in a cafe. Just because you're on mute. <laughs> what a dick you've literally just positioned yourself in like the worst like noisiest place ever to record a, a podcast it's like what well I was in a, a really unnoisy place and then I got kicked out of it because it was a house that's being sold and they had a viewing so um not my house so um yeah I had to come out here and find a place that's got a strong wi-fi I happened to be a cafe which was quieter earlier and uh, is just starting to pick up speed mid-afternoon cake I think is what the after yeah, but it takes to get through the rest of the day. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I mean, at least it's property related. The reasons are out the house. So I suppose it just... It is indeed, yes. It was, it was a lesson in, in property staging. So it's, yeah, it's, it's okay. a big house that's being sold that we're staying at the moment and, um, and on Lara's side of the family. And yeah, they're selling it and they spent about three hours prepping the property, cleaning it, staging it and everything, you know, trying to get a good price for it. So um, yeah, it's, it was definitely a lesson or stuff. I would probably go, yeah, we can leave that. And they were like, no, nope, nope, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And it was uh, very much a military operation. And then, um, yeah, so, so no one could be in the house, no cars on the driveway, uh, making it look as much of a show home as possible. This is probably the right thing to do. It is, yeah. I think that is a good idea, actually, um, to watch well, depending on how far you want to go with it, really. But I've, we've all been in, pro- in properties doing viewings where, well, not only are the, the properties in a mess, but you may even have some people lying in bed when you're do, going around doing the viewing. So um, it does make a big difference, in my view. That's so true. I mean, do you know what? I know we're going off on a, a tangent because we are going to talk about probably something a little bit more themed today. But I'm having flashbacks to like when I've done like stagings and, you know, me and my letting agent have been going around like straightening things up and stuff. And we've had photographers in. And like your level of uh, expectation will often be so completely different to somebody else's. And um, I remember a whole bunch of photographs coming back and all of the bedding was creased. Like it was all sort of, you know, I, in my mind, it was all flush and flat and nice and beautiful. And then when the photographs came back, it was it just looked like scrumpled. And I was thinking if I was showcasing this on a website, I wouldn't take that room. But then my letting agent's argument was, well, it depends on the market because students would not expect to see it staged and perfect. They wanted to see it like, you know, looking a bit off. I actually disagree with that 100 percent. I think any photograph. Right. Like you want it to look nice. I don't want to be like, oh, hey, you guys like live in a shithole. Here's the nice high end shithole I'm offering you. Yeah. No, I'm not going to do that. I've just spent thousands upon thousands doing a refurb and I'm staging it. I don't want creases. So I made the photographer on this particular property come back and do it all over again. And they've never made the same mistake since because it's just I don't get it. Right. It just looks slapdash. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And when you see the quality of some of the amazing student blocks that are going up right now, um, exactly. you, you, you want to be up there with them you don't want to be considered or standing up from the crowd as being the, the, the shitty landlord 
exactly and I'm just not doing it to keep in with like the general vibe of student life no thanks mm. like I want people absolutely screaming to get into them so yeah that's the first thing but anyway that's not what we're talking about today is it we're talking about a couple of things hot off the press that are issues that we're well that you boys are kind of firefighting at the moment that we think property jammers will probably relate to and one of them is like the unforeseen so unforeseen costs and how you handle them and how you triage whether what you're being told is genuinely a necessary cost or not. And then the other issue is just when your power team don't seem to be playing ball on a certain issue. And the issue today is flooring, which we've talked about before on the podcast being a thing that in the main builders deprioritize. And just just unpacking that the human side of that, like what the hell goes on? Like why is this such why is this such a zero fucks attitude to flooring when it comes to your building team? So yeah, where do you want to start? <laughs> it's a bit Niall, raw. over to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's still a bit raw, Joe. It's still a bit raw. Could we come back to this next week? <laughs> yeah. Do you want to just lie down for a bit? Like yeah, I think I think this is where uh, uh, one of the things that's really important in my book and this is across the board is communication and if communication falls at any point that's when issues start to happen um, and I think in some instances as well as as well as the communication thing there are too many people involved and there are too many too many people involved in the various stages then that just uh, mixed messages start to come through people are unsure of who's doing what and then inevitably things just don't happen as they should do yeah so yeah so i think it for, for me it's really down to uh very clear communication and following up on what has been instructed you know you can you can tell your builders that you want them to do x y and z and we've said this before on the podcast but if you're not going around after them and checking it um no. then you you're never guaranteed that it's going to be done the way you want it to or to the level that you want it to be done. They'll be, yeah. they may have done it to a standard that they think is okay and that they would be happy with. And especially yeah. when you're coming to the end of a project and it is getting to the point of where there'll be floorings being laid and snaggings happening, the builders are pretty much signed off. You know, they want out, they want on to the next project and get out as quick as possible. Um, so they're their attention to detail might not be where it was on the day that they started the project. So yeah, there's a few things in there. I think that um, in my view, make a big difference in these things, in these situ situations. Yeah, definitely. I think, and also the things that seem to have cropped up on this particular project that you're handling is that it sounds like the, the floor isn't level or sturdy in certain places. And also there's a lot of like dust and, you know, probably no doubt brick dust and plaster dust all over the place. And I mean, you can see it from a, a someone who's like a, a floorer's perspective. Why would you go in and take the time to then lay flooring throughout a dwelling where it's just messy and it's going to ruin your work or you're yeah. going to have to come back later well, on and do it because the floor is not stable underneath like i think it's, it's again there's a couple of things in that because we're dealing with a property that's over 200 years old so you're never going to have a, a, a floor in that house that is equal to a floor in a newly built property yeah. and if you want to have perfect uh perfect floors with no squeaking boards um perfectly level then you're going to have to replace all the flooring and then there's additional costs so what, what and the, uh, the easiest solution in 
uh, that we're we have got right now the easiest solution but it's the most expensive would be to just put new flooring down like put plywood over all of the old flooring so it's all level um, level yeah but that's an awful that's an awful expense and not something yeah, that's going to be done also, right now I've done this before as well and it depends what kind of room it's in so if it's in like a water-based room for example and you're putting like rolled vinyl over like um, basically tacked down ply all that has to happen is you get the slightest bit of water get in under the rolled vinyl or carpet or whatever laminate and ply buckles and it buckles and morphs because it's absorbent you know it's such a cheap wood and then you literally have to rip up the entire floor and retack all over again. And it's just, it's not a solution. And it's really weird, isn't it? Because from what I understand, the squeaking is less of a thing. It's more the leveling that can mm -hmm. cause problems with floor, especially if you're tiling a floor, it has to be level. So like, if it's sort of just a squeaking floorboard or whatever, then yeah, I get that it's it's an, it's an issue, but it's it's the leveling that's got to be good. And ply is just not a way around. Like you can get like certain foams now, that make it steady underfoot and they're more durable and not so absorbent of water. Therefore, they're not going to get affected if there is leakages in the future. So there's all of that, but it's just, you're having to ask these questions because you just think, oh God, I shouldn't have to. And in my opinion, the older the building, the better the floorboards. The, the newer the building is, the worse they are because they don't stand the test stand the test of time. I've had arguments with building control where they're like, oh, this, this door is wonky. You know, we don't like this door. It's, you know, or this door frame is not, you know, you're going to have to rehang your doors or whatever. And you're like, the wood's not good enough. The wood is so much better quality because it's over a hundred years old. The wood today has no burn time on it because it's forced wood. So you're like, actually, no, even though, you know, the angle of it's jaunty, the actual resistance of it in, in the event of a fire is so much more high quality. You know, mm -hmm. you speak to any carpenter, they'll tell you the same thing. So I, for me, it's it's not an age thing or a squeakiness thing. It's a leveling thing. And that is not just plywood. They say plywood because it's easier than exactly. buying this, uh, solution, this yeah. membrane. Yeah. yeah. So, but you, how would you know that? Well, this is not, this is the thing. You, we don't know this until we look into it ourselves. And this is what's time consuming because you have to trust what's being, what's being said to you, what's being told. And that makes it really difficult because then you're trying to, well, do I actually need to spend this amount of money doing this or is it just going to be convenient for the the the, the laborer to do it and, and then you, we've got like we have um the builders telling us one thing uh the carpet layers telling us another thing and <laughs> we're like we're like who, who who do you believe in this instance because the builder is saying that there's nothing wrong with the flooring that can be laid as is um you've got a really old house there are some squeaky floorboards uh, but in an old house, you have to expect that that's going to happen eventually. You're going to have a squeaky floorboard to deal with. Um, right. And on top of that, if there were anything really, um, it's a three-story house now. So if there's anything really annoying on the ground floor that needs to be sorted, start in the loft and we'll, and work your way down. And by the time you get to the ground floor, we'll have it sorted. But they didn't, they didn't even exactly. suggest that. They just walked off site. They just left and didn't even consider laying the carpets today. And it's just like... There's a bit of a give and take on both sides here, in my view. It's not all just, um, it's not all on the builders because yeah. admittedly they haven't done uh, everything that they should have done, but there's nothing to stop the, the carpet fitters starting the project and letting the builder work ahead of them. Yeah, that like, would have been a like simple, simple solution to the problem. Exactly. Based on your approach, you would have said, like, okay, so building team get up into the, into the loft or whatever, or into the roof 
tidy it up, make it clean so they can at least start their work and then apply a team, you know, dedicated to doing the same throughout the house and they can just follow suit. I mean, that's a really practical solution. When you were talking to them, did you actually have the builder and the, and the, the carpet layer in one space or were you, no, see, like, this, this is the problem. This is the, this is why I was saying there are too many, too many people involved in this situation. So yeah. because it was uh, our joint venture partners that organized the carpet fitters and mm. the carpet fitter was calling them and then they're oh. calling us and then we're calling the contractor and then it's back and forth and then we have to relay messages through them again to get to the carpet fitter and it's just too many too too much too many people um it should have been me or or the project manager direct with the, the contractor and the carpet fitter that's what okay. should have happened yeah totally oh god it's so stressful i just i really do find it really tricky at this stage of the project like you say now when you're at the end and everything is literally, you know, when it all just comes together in such quick succession, you know, it felt like a week ago, nothing was ready. And then all of a sudden you're like flooring ready. And you're like, right, so much has to be in place in order for a project to be at that stage. Yeah. And then you, you know, I know with this one in particular, there's a valuation booked in, which adds an added layer of pressure because, you know, you, you, you have that deadline to work to, or yeah. maybe you're staging and you've got a photographer booked or whatever it is, that carpet's got to go down in that tiny window of time. And if, if you've got discussions like this, it throws the whole thing off massively because you, you don't want to ring like your broker and go, oh, you're going to have to tell the lender to reschedule the valuation. Because, <laughs> yeah, because like, we're just happen. not ready. Like, yeah, it's a joke, yeah, isn't you, it? You want well, to get the house into as... Uh, its best looking state as possible for that valuation to happen is and it just it's... carpets sorry is, is it just carpets or have you got other types of flooring going down just carpets so it's just, so that, that at least keeps it simple because they can do that in one hit i would presume yeah. that's, they've that's already they've already laid some uh, vinyl flooring in the kitchen and in the okay right. so that's, that's, all, that's already done it's just the carpets and the bedrooms and then the main main part of the house really um but yeah do you know what it's, it's one of those things and like I said before, we're at the final stages of this project. On any project and every project that we've done so far, there will something will pop up towards the end at the snagging stage that's going to throw things off. Whether that be the the beds not arriving on time, or yes. the photographer's late, um, or the flooring can't be laid, or something. It's it's well, the electrics an are playing up. Yeah, the electrics are the uh, this finishing works on second fix, and you're like, for God's sake, like our, stop it. On our, one of our previous projects, we had the videographer turning up to site and there were about a hundred uh, tradespeople there trying to finish off as well. It was the most, it was the busiest house that I had ever been in in my life and the most stressful time because they, they were, they were again, the builders were late, but I was adamant I wasn't going to change because I was afraid that we would get a, be put into lockdown again and wouldn't be able to do it. And I'm like, it's happening on this day. Come hell or high water, we're going to make it work. And we yeah, did. Yeah. Stressfully, yeah. but we made it work. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. God, <laughs> it's so stressful, isn't it? Like, and it's, oh, what's that room? What's that program? Is it like where they, they basically, someone goes out and then they just get this massive building team. It's like Nick Knowles or whatever his name is and his team. And they're like, it's like a 60 minute makeover or something. It's like, <laughs> everyone's just going crazy. Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's totally like that. But like, yeah, it is a thing, isn't it? Like builders just have a zero fucks attitude to flooring because generally speaking, that's not the bit that they do. Like that's not, they, they do everything else. They do the main structure and the main, the core building works. So it's like floors, like, mm, and if they've got that attitude, it just makes your life 
and the floorers life so much more stressful. And I think the floorers know that. So they must come into this all the time, which is why they go in with a zero fucks attitude going, if it's not ready, I'm out of here. Like, I'm, and I think the, the um, done. this particular building company, they do flooring as well. So the flooring could have been ordered through them, but it wasn't. So if it was their own team coming on site, then that would have been just slightly more flexible in the sense that they could, it's their own bosses that they're dealing with so if there's a problem on site if the floorboards are not screwed down or there's messy or whatever uh-huh. you know it's their own team that they're working with so they yeah. could have put it back a day um or arrived later in the day or whatever yeah totally. whereas when you've got an external contractor coming in again it's just that, just that extra level of separation um which causes problems I think sometimes that, that's counteracted when they know each other. Like I found this with like my Lincoln team. It's like the, the flooring company that I use know my building team really well. So they kind mm. of have that kind of like mutual understanding and communication because they've got each other's numbers, which, which sort of saves you a lot of stress. But in the main, that's not the case because, you know, in a bigger t- town or a city, that's, ne- you know, rarely the two shall meet. So like, yeah, it's, it is it's, it's almost also. like this, it's the meeting of attitudes yeah. as well. Yes. Because um, you get this, you know, the guy coming through say, saying that this building should be ready. Um, why isn't it ready? I was booked, it should be ready. And it's like, there's, there's the attitude straight away, just saying, there's a problem, I'm off. And similarly with the, with the builder going, um, well, no, we, we got it ready for flooring. Uh, there's no problem, uh, just fit the carpets. And you've got these two opposing attitudes um, mm-hmm. just that, that are not working together. And it's that problem-solving attitude, which I just don't see a lot with it, uh, in and amongst trades. Um, and it just so happened that you say the message didn't get through to the person that could have could have had an impact in time. Exactly, that's exactly it. Um, it did, the message didn't come through to me or the project manager quick enough. Had it come straight to me, you know, we could have maybe stalled them or told them to start on the roof and we'll work it out as we go along, whatever it might be. Um, but because we couldn't get involved quick enough they had already left site by the time i'd found out that they weren't willing to do it um i think it's yeah i think it's definitely that zero fucks attitude that i go well it's not perfect when i arrived on site therefore i'm going home <laughs> you know but, but and tra- is, trades people are so bloody busy right now they don't care yeah. about our job over anybody else's they've got the pick of jobs to choose from this is the thing and like yeah, I suppose the solution to what we're saying is, is if that was a service that they provided themselves, i.e. it was part of the, the project that they costed up for, then they would be a lot more responsible with building it in and prioritising it. However, it still goes back to this issue that in the main, it's not a service that most building companies tend to provide. It always feels like the one bit of a project that seems to be outsourced more than anything else, or they, they, they don't want to subcontract on, you know, or they don't want to do themselves. Like, I don't know why like it's really odd it is really odd because they'll say so this is the quote minus flooring and it's like okay so i understand you you, i understand you don't want to quote for the flooring because you don't know how big the rooms are going to be yet um but you could put a pc sum in there uh, and just say we think it's going to be roughly three thousand pounds you put the three thousand pounds in and then then you get the quotes at the end it's like the kitchen you know they say well the kitchen's going to cost you four grand but if you change the spec if the kitchen gets bigger then it does a little bit more or a little bit less so some of the carpets you could just include it um and then then you don't get the issues and i, I it does i just get dumbfounded by by this whole situation you know just getting that phone call this morning that this had happened i was like first of all i was just like i don't really understand why it's happened 
and then 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 flashback to oh actually this has, has happened to me before yeah. how did i deal with it well i had to um i had to get on the phone and, and speak to all the people involved and yeah it you you, you, ha- you have to be the problem solver it's the same with like buying a house when you've got two solicitors that have opposing attitudes to the same mm. house and then one says you can't buy it without this and the other person says well i've given you everything we've got and he's like so we've got this missing and we've got this missing like the solicitor says you can't buy it and you're like then so you go and they just go back and forth you ask your solicitor oh um can i you, you, is everything going everything going okay he's like yeah we're just waiting on some inquiries from the solicitor from the other side you know three weeks later what's going on just waiting for some, for some responses from the other side it's like okay always ask what they are because you might be, oh, yes, we're waiting on two more things. It's like, but those two more, they might not have the other two things. Like, what's the solution? How do we solve it? Um, and did this happen? The first time it happened to me, I just like, it's, they don't know who the landlord is. It's a leasehold house. They don't know who the landlord is. Okay. Uh, they don't have any information. So we can't buy it. It's like, okay. So what's the solution? Oh, yeah, you can get an insurance policy. It costs you 30 quid. It's like, let's do that. Completed, completed the next week. Let's do that. Like, yeah. Let's just do that. And it's like, oh, it's the same. It's just so. And I totally understand the frustration mm. of of the JV partner. I totally, you know, and totally understand, you know, how this could have been avoided, mm-hmm. but not the way it was set up. Yeah, it was almost set up to to fail in a way. Um, and yeah, I come back to the fact that builders, um, I, I would put the majority of the blame on the builder, if I'm yes. honest. Um, and um, I think if builders are listening to this, care about the flooring, you know, yeah. just just take take the time, make sure that you, know, you walk around. Would you be happy living in that house with that flooring as it is, you know, and you can put down underlay and that can hide a lot of a lot of sins. But there are some things it just can't hide. Yeah, I think as, as well, this is um, this is like the straw that broke the camel's back because there have been several little things. Um, well, several things throughout the process that has resulted in project being delayed and communication again, asking builders to do something and they're not doing it, um, or it takes them forever to do a simple little thing. And it's just been one thing after another. And then this particular incident um, has just been like, yeah, like I say, the straw that broke the camel's back has just been one step too far. Yeah, and the level of responsibility that it or pressure that it puts on you to kind of triage the information that's being presented to you by two different points of view, like you said, Matt, is so difficult because actually what you end up doing is finding often finding or researching a common sense solution, yeah. which is great because you learn something. You do learn something. But based on like, for example, what you're telling me is this flora has actually walked off the job because they cut it's only carpet that they need to lay, and they're talking about leveling off the floor with ply. Yeah, if it was tiling or even roll vinyl, I, I'd understand that. Carpet, underlay, if the house is wonky, the carpet just follows the line of the house. It doesn't affect, this you, you don't need I, to level off a floor this for is carpet. Why I do, this is why I don't actually really understand why they walked off site. I don't get that. In my view, the carpet fitter was wrong to do that. They should have stayed. They could have started the project. Um, you know, even a squeaky floorboard is not gonna prevent a carpet fitter from laying floors. It's not. And the thing is, a squeaky floorboard is going to be mitigated with decent underlay. You know, yeah. nine millimetre will sort that out. There's no need for you to have level flooring with carpets. No. no you know, it's no. only 
it is, it's, it's just not necessary. And so, you know, again, that's common sense. I'm sort of thinking, right, if I'm lying tiles, right, and, you know, it, it's un, it's Yeah, un- we, know, we, we know about your tiles. We know about your tiles, Jay. You know about my tiles. You know, <laughs> oh, God, my tiles versus bloody Selkie board. Yeah. Like, it just, do you know what I mean? Like, I can understand that because that's logical to me. That is literally going to disrupt the flooring or mm. any form of tiling, you know, even if it was um, carpet tiles. That I would understand where there's a division and a join. But there isn't. It's a continuous bit of fucking fabric. Like, let's get a let's get a clue here. It just needs to have some form of underlay. That's it. Mm. So I based on what you're saying, I actually reckon they probably had another job to go to. It wasn't clean enough. Yeah, maybe it wasn't tidy enough. And that I respect that. I fully respect if there's dust everywhere and it's not been, you know, respectfully set up for them, then I get that. But they've just gone now and walked off. So they're both to blame. Yeah, responsibility is, is across both of them and yeah. neither of them will take responsibility. So therefore, how do you solve it? If you want to get the problem solved, you have to tell them exactly what to do. And um, kind of, so, so you have to have some, you have to have leverage to say, well, um, and, and, and as times like this, you've got very little leverage with builders. And as, as, yeah, and we need to be very careful at these points as well as to how we handle the situation. Yeah. Because there is absolutely no benefit in us going apeshit with, apeshit with the builder right now. Because yeah. if they get pissed off, they'll just walk off site. So we've already had the car. Yeah. And the, we, we cannot afford the builders to leave right now. And no. if, they, if they get a whiff um, or get pissed off, then they're gone. And then, we st- then we've got an unfinished product, uh, which is three weeks away, two or three weeks away from completion, that no builder in their right mind will want to step in and finish it for us. Do you know what then based on that I was thinking about what the solution is and to me it sounds like when you're working with a building team and they give you a quote this is minus the flooring you just say no can you prioritize subcontracting the flooring like you would the electrics like you would the plumbing like you would anything else can you subcontract that as part of the cost because then you know that they will include it as part of the job and therefore you're not going to have this breakdown in communication between a subcontractor that's not theirs because they will have the responsibility of delivering that as part of the contract. I mean, I've never done that before. I've You've never done, done it separately, to be fair. But it's, it's, you know what, like, what is this no flooring nonsense? What if you just had a straight up conversation with the builder from the jump when you're putting the contract together to say, can you just factor it in as a regular subcontract, you know, something that you sub out? Like, yeah, it, could that work? Like, because then you just take away this drama, like maybe test it. Like, oh, I'm gonna test that on my next project. Yeah, include everything. I want this to a finished standard. Um, at, at the very very end, I want it to be done. Um, yeah, because then they're responsible. Now the the other way of looking at it is instead of because this is something I've been going through my mind recently about you know not using a main contractor at all and using uh, all subbies and then having and, and then your then us in house being responsible for getting them all there at the same at, at the right time, whether yeah. that's any easier or not. I can't imagine that's going to be any easier. I I, I think it's probably even going to be worse because. So subbies will be uh, their preference is to work with contractors is going to give them repeat work. And um, so if you're one uh, person coming into the town, especially when you're starting out and mm. trying to get all these uh, tradespeople, and if you're working with a professional build team that has been set up and know the area well, they'll have their preferred yeah. good tradespeople, whereas we're yeah. filing them. 
um, and yeah. could end up a hell of a lot worse off, I think. And not just that, they'll have crossed paths on previous projects if they're in the local area. There may be tension there that you're not even aware of. And furthermore, payment becomes a real messy business because you're having to do it in silos. And on top of that, you know what it's like. First fix electrics, for example, or first fix plumbing is delayed. So therefore, whoever the main contractor is has to then kind of like renegotiate the timeline with all the subbies. I would not want to do that if I'm not on site. Yeah. Like that's just a ball lake. Like I don't want to have to think about that. So I think for me, the main contractor subcontractors works but i think it's just this this all-inclusive project perspective that might solve some of the issues we've discussed today yeah i, I don't as well as that i don't see how you would be able to get quotes in from painters and uh things like that at the very beginning because you won't have the project created at that point the property won't exist in its final form and i can't yeah. imagine that they'll be able to give you a quote from a plan yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's difficult. And the thing is, right, when you tender a contract, a flooring schedule goes out. So you're like, I want this in that room, that in that room, that in that room. It's not tricky because you're prescribing it. And then, you know, if you want to source the material because you can get it cheaper, you can do that too. They're literally, it's just the labour attached to laying it and they can subcontract that out. That's no big deal. It's actually really simple. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. They just, just build flooring so good, into good. your plan, people. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's well. I think it'd be worth um, hearing from anybody who has built flooring into their plan to see whether it did actually solve the problem, or whether there was whether the problem still existed. Um, yeah. Because um, I can still see it being being an issue. Um, because on on larger scale projects, um, main contractor and subcontractor fall out anyway. Yeah. So if they have a falling out, they've got to go find another subcontractor, and they've got to, you know, so it can happen. Um, but obviously, then the responsibility is on the contractor, and the penalty, any penalties, etc., is on um the contractor as well but i think um for today i think we've gone into far too much um you know griping and, and moaning it's all very raw uh, we will necessary. have to update we have to update on on how this gets resolved but essentially it is it is very necessary because i think you find yeah it's been a bit of, it has been cathartic today i, I think yeah. yeah 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 i agree so we should we should probably get on and, and, and solve those problems then um yes haven't we not? <laughs> already on it. Already on it. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so I think we're going to wrap it up there and say um, it's been a, a it's been a brief but fun time. So it's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. jam with us on social media where you can hear more and see more on facebook search property jam podcast or you can follow us on instagram at property jam podcast or you can email us at property jam podcast at outlook.com see, see you on, on the next, next episode, episode.